0: All right, hello, and welcome once again to Life Wine, Beer. This is episode number five. Uh, we're a podcast from Iron Horse Brewery. People in the industry talking about the industry, talking about beer, anything else that happens across our ways. Uh, joining me, yeah, my name is Alex Grosby, uh, one of the hosts of the show. Joining me, we have Sabrina. Hello. Yeah. And we have Wes, again. How's it going on?
1: Dynamic it's working trio. Right
0: out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a co-host at this point. I think, I think you said enough episodes. I think right? so. Which is fine. It's great. Uh, so anyway, we like to kick off always drinking a beer, because why not? That's what we talk about. Uh, today, I picked up this. I've been wanting to drink this for a while. I picked it up down at our local market. It's uh, Tartastic, the fruit series from New Belgium, and this is their new raspberry lime edition of it. And I'm excited to know what folks think.
1: I expected it to be much more tart. But it's delicious.
2: (laughs) I get a lot of the lime on the aroma, and then I get a much more of the cherry uh, on the in the mouth. You mean the raspberry? Oh yeah, raspberry. (laughs) Sorry.
1: One of those red fruits. Raspberry.
2: It's okay. I also get cherry
0: though. It's probably in there somehow.
2: Yeah, uh, and it's kind of like raspberry yogurt or raspberry ganache kind of has that kind of quality to it. Those are the things of raspberry uh, products that came to mind right away.
0: So in this one it's interesting because this is the fruit puree thing I'm hearing so much about. haven't seen so much in action. Um, Brewed with raspberry and lime purees for an irresistibly playful sweet tart sip that'll put a smile on your face every time it's highly refreshing i would drink a, uh, a metric ton of these
1: mm-hmm.
0: overall if they keep making them
1: yeah this is a great summertime beer
0: which is weird that it came out in february march
1: yeah
2: i'll give them a hand for not making the fruit flavors too overwhelming as well i mean they're pretty intense but it's uh it's, rel- not, it's, it's a not, relatively light-bodied beer yeah it's not sugary no uh-huh. it's, it's no, not like a not pastry or anything like that great.
0: it's not in your face no, it's definitely well balanced. Doesn't like taste like they melted Jolly Ranchers into this or something. No,
1: which is a very good thing. I mean, it does.
0: <laughs> it does taste a little bit like like it's an alcoholic Lacroix. <laughs> hey, I like Lacroix. Which is, I, I like Lacroix. LaCroix so <laughs> I'm not complaining at all. Um, you know, my favorite seltzer line is Polar, and they make a raspberry wine and it's kind of like it's kind of like drinking one of those. But oh it's a beer. yeah, I've had one of those. Yeah, so it's pretty good. Yeah. So kudos to New Belgium. Well done. Good work. I got to say, I really like this beer. I drink a lot of them. All right. Um, Speaking of putting stuff in a beer, last week we covered, what was it, avocados.
1: And glitter. And glitter. And Rocky Mountain Oysters. And,
0: uh, yeah, Rocky Mountain Oysters. So I think we're going to start a new segment. Uh, We'll keep it going today called Weird Beer Watch. Love it. We'll create, like, a bumper. We'll fund it. fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Weird Beer Watch this week. Uh, West, why you you threw this out there? So so why don't you get down get down on it? Yeah,
2: Schmaltz Brewing, uh, they decided they wanted to create a beer that was, I guess they called it the pastrami beer. <coughs> now, <was>, excuse me, <coughs> but it? Beer. take a sip
1: of that.
0: <laughs> <Clear> that <out.
2: laughs> uh, um. They wanted to make a pastrami beer. Now, there's no pastrami in it, which is probably a good thing. But they used a lot of the spices that are common in pastrami. So, it's definitely, uh, from what I've heard, it's definitely reminiscent. It could make you think of pastrami sure you
0: know after pastrami is a rub so you know. yeah and then you pointed out there was another yeah pipe beer. pipeworks makes a pastrami on rye beer and then they also do a very like a barrel aged
2: variant of it i think so no, i'm not surprised
0: it's pipeworks because they do a ton of crazy yeah. stuff <laughs> but i wonder what other meats you can make i mean we have yeah. it's it's getting closer to that st patty's day for us you know we have irish death but i wonder if you could make a corned beef and cabbage <laughs> beer, if that would work for you yeah.
1: Well, why not? Let's a I guess, it a try. I guess
0: if you got if you bo- <laughs> What if you put the corn? What if you put the corned beef in at the boil? If you put it, because you're boiling w- corned beef and you're boiling the. Anyway. Yeah,
1: it sounds like a big mess to clean up. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously,
2: that's <laughs> awesome. you have to just like dangle the corned beef <laughs> into the boil kettle. And well,
1: then I mean, you put
0: it, it in just the just net, like peanut butter steak. pallets <laughs> or something, you know. I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's what they do for some of those peanut butter drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they put in, like, I'll a giant, like, net, and they just drop it in. And <laughs> they pull it out when they're done, I yeah. guess. You have to do something
2: oh, yeah. like that. Uh, it made, also made me think of uh, Joan's Soda. You know, they have done some oh, crazy Oh, yeah, flavors. all their weird soda Did flavors. They, I think
0: they had a turkey flavor one Yeah, point. they had, like, a turkey and mash. They had, like, a mashed potatoes and gravy. I yeah, think it was, like, everything.
1: For soda? For
0: soda, yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, out there in Seattle.
1: Mind is blown. <laughs>
0: you got enough, uh... Flavorings, so I guess you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah, I guess that's so. Your thing. <laughs> huh.
1: Well we've got some good ideas to bring back to the kitchen at the pub now, so
0: thanks guys. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah, turkey soda. I don't know what other meats, other meats or anything you put in there. Hmm.
1: Well they did the bull testicle beer. Right. And right. they did I'm yeah. kind
0: of tied into that. Um, or other seasonings.
1: I mean, I, I mean, there's tons of seasons yeah. and spices and stuff that go into beer.
0: <laughs> to get me started
1: on pumpkins,
0: some
2: company that makes really you know premium, high end, fancy beer should make like a wagyu beef filet mignon beer or something. <laughs> Flamin'on
0: beer, you know, something really fancy.
1: Totally, <laughs> like limited special <laughs> release.
0: Actual chunks in the beer yuck that sounds awful I right on the keg at the end Oof. yuck I guess that one would just have to be can it would have to be wide mouth can only yeah because it
1: would clog up your draft lines yeah
0: that would be good can only release now that would be, how much do you think that would? We were talking about prices last week. Yeah. Oh and man. Cut, if it was a 16, 16 ounce four pack of Yeah. prime, like prime cut beef in there. Yeah. I probably mean, like that's, a $60 four pack. Probably, yeah.
2: I guess I it depends on how many ounces of meat
0: you put on your chair. That's true. How many ounces of meat per <laughs> can, <laughs> can.
1: That might be one I, I break out the pocketbook for just out of curiosity,
0: though. <laughs> I think we got. I think we got an idea here for a special release. Tyson should be taking notes. <laughs>
1: Tyson's probably put us all on this now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, we'll keep watching out for those weird beers. Yeah. Because there's always coming out. There's always some brewery trying to prove itself, yeah. doing something crazy. Should we
2: throw it out there that if people want to send weird beer? Yeah. If you if way.
0: you catch a weird beer out there in the public, take a photo and send it to us. Podcast at Ironhorsebrew uh, or if you want to get us a bottle, you know that'd be cool too. Yeah, we will
1: give you a high five. Yes,
0: exactly. I can't pay you for it, but but you can send it to <laughs> us and we can enjoy it. But uh, <laughs> get <our reaction. laughs> But if you just take a photo and send it to us, we'll talk about it. If you see something out there that that you think is weird, uh, you know there's seaweed beers, there's oyster beers, all kinds of things out there. Everybody's trying to do something to stand out.
1: I did recently see uh, beer for dogs.
0: Yes, That's a oh, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah,
1: Some wine yeah. for cats. Yeah, <laughs> there's a
0: bar. There's a bar actually in Fremont neighborhood, Seattle, that uh, you can take your dog into, and Thank they will serve you. him dog doggy beer. Oh my gosh! Dish.
1: I have to go on I took, vacation I now. My, I took my dog there
2: once. It, <laughs> it was okay. Yeah, now was that' we're, Now that I'm thinking about it, I another couple beers came to mind. Yeah, Three Magnets really recently released a. Uh, hazy beer with purple carrot juice in it. Okay. So it's like bright purple. I'm pretty sure it's purple. Bright purple. Yeah, that makes that's sense. That's kind of cool. <laughs> and then I've, I'm trying to remember the brewery. I feel bad, but it was a brewery from Chicago. This was a few years ago and I they did an IPA with squid ink in it. So it was, mm. yeah. gave it a ton of like really dark color, but yeah. it didn't actually add that much flavor.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that's going to be a color. That's like squid ink pasta. Yeah.
1: You know, Is that the cool, thing? Right? It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? It's like
0: black pasta. Yeah. I'm learning so much. Yeah, it's cool. Um, there's all kinds of weird food things out there. That's what makes weird beard things happen. So, yeah. Um, any other weird beer thoughts?
1: I keep my eyes open.
0: That's I know right. we're still working on this. So do you want to go next topic instead of next beer for right now, or do you want you to go next beer?
1: Yeah, you gave me the whole thing. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. i like, got full I we got need full, a full <laughs> ones tonight.
1: Need a minute.
2: <laughs> I'm not complaining or anything.
1: No, I'm <laughs> happy with it. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw this. I moment enough. The moment New Belgium announced this this raspberry line beer, I'm like, I need that in my life. <laughs> That's gonna be great. It's super delicious. They have a good fruit sour program down there. Oh yeah, in Fort Collins. Uh, so we'll go on to topic two then. Uh, this came up on Reddit. Another another way west threw it at us. But uh, favorite activities to do. I spelled the wrong page, but that's <laughs> fine. Uh, <laughs> favorite activities sorry. to do while having a few beers. It's okay, Sabrina corrected that. It's okay. I'm sorry,
1: it's I not right. resist it. <laughs> that's fine. Um, make so it. So I, I looked at this Reddit thread yeah. and. I appreciated a lot of like the disc golf and whatever else. Did you see that it just dissolved into your mom jokes? Well, at I the mean end? that's Reddit.
0: That's how oh that happens. Oh I figured that's pretty much most <laughs> that's life. Threads. That's life on Reddit. I don't spend much on Reddit. Plus, the so further you go down, wall. the more you're getting those down votes. So. I did.
2: I did get a good laugh out of uh, someone said bocce ball, and then someone replied and said, "Bocce ball is more of a limoncello game." <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's fair.
1: Fair enough. That's
0: fair. He's, he's not, not. He's not limoncello. wrong. Um, that's funny I mean I you know for me for me it kind of thinks about you know softball like company softball mm. or you go out there and you're like you know there's probably so much downtime in between and you know having a few beers while you're waiting to go to bat or waiting for something to happen you know that definitely great. is up there uh, I would love to try I haven't um, tried it I know a buddy of mine does it every day every year on his birthday kegball what
1: is it's, kegball?
0: it's a it's kickball <laughs> It's kickball, right? Everybody loves kickball. But the additional is, you have a you you have a beer with you, and you have to finish your beer when you get to second base, and you have to you have to finish your beer by the time you get to second base and fill it before the next person gets to second base. Ooh. And if somebody does it, if the next person gets to second, you have to f- then chug you then you have to chug your beer again.
2: I feel like this sounds more more of a. <laughs> nine or ten beer activity than a two or Well three yeah, it's a
0: little more. <laughs> yeah. It is. This is like a limit like your day
1: to this activity. <laughs>
0: it, it sounds like something we should do. We should have a brewery day. Go play kegball. You know,
1: I would play kegball, but I can't promise I would finish the game.
0: Yeah. A, yeah. I don't think I don't think that's the point.
1: <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, then me, that would be excellent. We
0: let let get it. the official rules here. So it's a summer game founded at the University of Wisconsin, Madison, of course, Wisconsin boys. Um <laughs> A beer must remain in all participants' hands at all time. A keg is placed in second base. When a player reaches the keg, they must chug their remaining beer and refill it before another player reaches second base. If the Oh, no, here's the twist. If a player does not chug or refill their beer in time, they must perform a keg stand as punishment.
1: Oh. And therein we find the keg. There you go, yeah. doesn't
0: say how long that uh, keg stand has to be, though.
1: That's true. <laughs> I've, I've never done a keg stand.
0: <laughs> Me neither.
1: <laughs> um... Well, this is the resident
0: who's, who's been there. So,
1: you're the professional here, Alex.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, Syracuse University, number one party school in America. Anyway, at least we were. Not anymore. But anyway, um, uh, my longest time has been one minute. Uh, that was extremely difficult. And I definitely, after that, went out onto the porch and uh, threw up over the side. But, yeah. Uh, so it was right nice. after 9/11. I called it the cake stand for America. Of course, that's good times. Uh <laughs> <laughs> doing his part. <laughs> <laughs> I was so glad I could help American spirits in our time of need.
1: Well, that's fantastic. Uh, so yeah, thank you for your uh, for your service. <laughs>
0: so I would think it would be much shorter than one minute. It's a little long, maybe a 15 second cake stand. I don't know, but uh, one minute is quite a long way to go. Yikes! Even in my drinking prime years. Ago. <laughs> Let's just say I was not 21 yet, but anyway, <laughs>
1: busted. Uh, uh, so, anyway, other
0: activities besides those that's where my mind went.
1: Well, my favorites are uh, like hiking and camping and floating the river. Um, one of my favorite memories floating the river you know, we get out there, we push off, we get in the river, it's all great. And naturally, it's like me and a couple of girls, and then like three guys, and all the guys want to have the paddles because they're men, they must paddle. And... <laughs> they steer us immediately into a tree. And I was like, you're both fired, hold my beer. (laughs) And so I took the paddle and paddled the whole way. And I, I thought I was pretty cool for it because we didn't crash into any more trees. But then the next day, I guess I had done something wrong with my right arm because I literally could not move my right arm oh. the next day. And I was like, I should have just kept my beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't have give, taken the battle.
2: <laughs> just drink beer. Let other people drink beer.
1: I had to call in sick to school. It was awful. Oh, my I, was, gosh. I couldn't move my arm at all. I could hardly get out of bed. <laughs> I was in agony. <laughs> But it was a good need,
0: time. need more beers?
1: I should have had more beers, more beers? and less paddling. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I like a lot of the same things. I also would say uh, cooking. Mm-hmm. I like having a couple beers on cooking. And I'll even specify more and say grilling during well, warmer yeah. months. Uh, mm-hmm. I love having a couple of beers. And usually uh, in my group of friends, I end up being the one that remands the grill. Mm-hmm. and because I cook a lot better than all the rest of them. <laughs> uh, and some of the great memories of, you know, cooking salmon on the grill and having a couple of black buttes, which, by the way, is a great pairing. And, uh, yeah, good stuff.
1: Yeah, I'll second that just because I like to cook with beer. Like, I like to put beer in the things I'm cooking because then I get to drink the leftover beer. Okay. Um, yep. But, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good one. I didn't know we were talking about those kinds of activities. I mean, video games and beer were built together. Like <laughs> They they are meant to be together. <laughs> it's not quite as active. Well, what's but what's not the not best
2: active. video game and beer pairing? Then? Uh,
1: I love Skyrim and beer because after yeah. a little while I'm like, don't you tell me, Khajiit. I'm after you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which beer, though?
1: Oh, which beer? Yeah, yeah what you are you going drink? Beer fridge. pairs
0: best with Skyrim. Yeah,
1: it's usually an Iron Horse beer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, Irish death. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, Irish death.
0: Metal. Just get all metal on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what else is out there. I mean, concerts and beer. Yeah, yeah music is good music. for sure. I'm in fact,
1: I'm gonna, my next blog I'm writing is about uh, beer and festival season. Yeah. Because festival season is upon us. It's here. It's coming on I'm up.
0: buying tickets left and right. Getting ready for everything that's out there.
1: I'm so incredibly it's jealous.
0: <laughs> it's a little tough when
2: places to charge an arm and a leg for beers, and yeah, they also mm-hmm. don't want you to bring your own in. So that makes oh, it a little yeah. difficult. Yeah. But um, That's what tailgating I will admit <laughs> I've uh, managed to get drinks in before. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: and I worked security at the Gorge a couple of years ago, and they had me front gate for Sasquatch, my very first show, and I am so amazed with the creative ways people come up with to get <laughs> booze into <laughs> venues.
0: That's well, um, like there's a video of a lady who's like, it's a joke, kind of a joke video where it's like sewing a wine and it's like all the ways she could like hide wine on mm-hmm. her person and it's like like in her heels and in her bra and then like...
1: I have a great story <laughs> about hiding wine. So when I was working that show, that guy, this guy comes up to the gate and he's kind of a bigger guy and like at this point uh, CMS isn't allowed to actually touch people. We just ask them to raise their shirt above their belt line and spin around so we can make sure they don't have like a weapon or something tucked into their pants. Um, And this guy, like, barely raises his shirt, and he spins, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Something just looks off. Like, he just looks a little wonky, like like a misshapen avocado. (laughs) And I just, like, I reached out and just kind of, like... Kept him and his whole stomach like rippled to his <laughs> chest, and I was like, "What is that?" And he lifts his shirt up and he's got a bag of wine like out of one of those those <laughs> boxes. He took the franzia
0: bag out and taped to, taped
1: to his gut, and wow. I was just like, "That's genius!" I'm so upset that I caught you. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs>
0: What's he gonna do? I guess, I guess you hide in the crowd, or not? You'll, you won't yeah. get spotted on that. But I was well, like,
1: he untaped it and just is- like took a huge swig of it and passed it back down the line. I was like, that's fine. That's right, okay.
0: Right. But yeah, I mean, I'm just like, you take a giant bag of wine, I and mean, then like. Lift up your shirt and like peeled off of you, right? But then, like, you're slapping the bag, you're gonna see this <laughs> giant bag of wine just come up above the crowd. I guess, depending on how tall you are.
1: I like, don't know, maybe he lifts the thing out he could just like well, maybe fill it up off, like, off his hip. Or maybe,
0: <laughs> this is gonna be funny, but you're, you, you, oh, you're no. a guy, you take the little spout and you, you put it through your fly. <laughs> just take a leak, it's great. Leave Why it is it
1: purple? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have a rare disease
1: too much purple
0: carrot juice
1: (laughs) (laughs) drinking that (laughs)
0: purple beer (laughs) 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 um anything
1: else
0: (laughs) hockey beers (laughs) flowers um I think that's yeah, it's good on that front. Yeah, I like yeah.
1: beer after roller derby when I used to Afterwards. do roller derby, but well, yeah. not before. Ever. It's
0: not, I don't think you can drink and play. And no, it's very be, very
1: dangerous. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that would just that would just end poorly for everybody involved. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> beer is a good motivator though. It's like okay, if I after I do this, then yeah.
0: I get out of a beer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, beer's good while you're mowing it your lawn and after you mow your lawn. it the tr- works there. Especially if you got a riding mower, and, and you said, "You know, <laughs> if you got a push mower, it's a little harder." But, um, yeah, building things, anyway. Uh, I think that's all we got there. All right, we're gonna take a short break. Uh, we're gonna crack open another beer, and uh, we'll be talking about home brewing machines. Weird stuff. Anyway, keep it tuned right here to Lifeline Beer. We'll be right back. Weird Beer Watch is presented by It, a new double dry hopped pale ale. From Iron Horse Brewery with Citra Hops. Send it because waiting can wait. All right, welcome back to Life Behind Beer. Uh, Alex checking in with you. Uh, we're here in episode five, in yeah, episode five, and uh, we got our next beer up on deck. Uh, we're drinking Money Tree, which is a ghost Goza session India Paleo. Yep, correct. And this is from Stillwater Artisanal. They're based out of Brooklyn, New York, but this was contract brewed by Dorchester Brewing in Boston, Massachusetts, a.k.a. Dorchester, a.k.a. My Old Neighborhood. Nice. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I used to live there many years ago. It's I definitely just, an interesting style.
1: I just want to smell it all day. I think it smells so good.
0: Those will smell so good. But then they're a little salty sometimes. There's a ton. Back There's in. a ton of flavor
2: here. Floral, Herbal. Citrus, citrus
1: for
0: Ooh. sure. A tropical fruit, mm-hmm. uh, pineapple and mango. Would you um, classify this as a sour IPA, or is this different? I feel like it's well, different than you the sour. IPA. consider a goza kind. sour? I don't think so.
1: No. I think some gozas are sour, but
2: well, they—I would say they are. They're—they're they're mm-hmm. a sour style of beer. I mean, they taste sour. They have some acidity to them. So if that's what defines a sour beer then in that sense they are a sour beer.
1: is that what defines a sour beer just that character alone or does it have something to do with the kind of fermentation or well, yeast strains or?
2: i think uh, a brewer. yeah <laughs> i mean maybe there's not a single definition out there it's a pretty vague term
1: i'm gonna to find me, out. i'm
2: gonna say sour beer is a beer that tastes sour okay that seems
0: pretty logical, right? I got yeah.
1: BJCP I on my sense. phone.
0: <laughs> and uh, <laughs> hey, we all know style guides are not an exact science. <laughs>
1: and they just don't look hold... at,
0: just look at their can of Irish stuff.
2: Yeah, too true. Too and true. I love BJCP, but they're they don't have a broad category called sour beer. Gonna I just have a, I just true. learned
1: that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. But gonna, Goza
1: did pop up when wild I typed in sour
0: ale or Goza or a fruit beer. See. Exactly. Uh, but, I mean,
2: yeah, gozes have an amount of acidity in them, and they have a sour taste, so I'm gonna call it a sour beer. So in that sense, but it also has salt, that's the unique thing among the sours, right. is that it is some amount of salt. So you could call it a sour-salty beer. Uh, it's
1: a beer after my own heart.
2: <laughs> sour <laughs> and <it's> salt. <laughs> So here point alex uh, i guess at least in part yeah okay. i guess it
0: kind of because i've had another beer sour, yeah. from hermit thrush they have their green street sour ipa uh, similar but also very different i would say between the two
1: yeah and i'm trying to find the ipa characteristics of this beer and i think they only come out really at the tail end you get that like herbal hoppiness in the back end but other than that it's very,
0: very close. I, 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 I mean, I taste definitely the hopminess hop to it. It's definitely, it's kind of, maybe because it was brewed in Boston, I don't know, but, it, you know, more of a
2: New England style IPA. It's all about the flavor. There's not really yeah. much focus on bitterness, bitterness at all. Mm-hmm. Very low bitterness.
0: But you get that juiciness. Yeah,
2: yeah, the tropical fruit. Yeah, Like I said, citrus fruit, which some is going to be from the acid, but some might also be from yeah. the hops. So I think there's some flavor in there. But you're right in the sense that It's kind of hard to, uh, at least for some flavor categories, distinguish between what is being contributed by hops and what's Mm -hmm. being contributed by the
0: sour. Yeah. So. Let's try to figure out what hops they use in this. It says from their Home of Funk in Colorado. I don't know where that is, but Baltimore is such an interesting brewery Because they contract all over the place so you never know exactly where your beer Unless you read the can You never know exactly where that beer is coming from Yeah uh, I uh,
2: Procured this beer through my good friends at DeVore Yeah. You guys just went
1: off DeVore? how we're,
0: did I miss it? We really should get them as a sponsor yeah. <laughs> 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 You're listening out there <laughs> <laughs> And I spoke the name wrong It's Money Trees Apparently Million sign not got into that, but
1: I'm gonna edit your uh, podcast notes from now. On.
0: There you go. <laughs> Too bad I do them like ten yeah, seconds before the, we go. Also, this cam was a late edition. So it was. That's yeah.
1: true. And I just I love editing in general. <laughs> just so everyone's aware. <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: know what they used to brew in this. Nobody says so. Anyway, it is what it is. Like as far as what type of Pop, pop Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They didn't
1: say. Mm-hmm. It's a secret.
0: Yeah, I've never had. I mean, everyone raves about Stillwater's beers. This is the first one I've had. Okay, it's good. Have you had any of their other beers? Eat. I have, but I, I can't haven't. remember what they were off the top of my that's head. That's okay. But, yeah. Yes. Well, they, they change so rapidly <laughs> that <they> never really, <laughs> sure, you never you yeah. never really <laughs> have the same one twice from them. Yeah, for Except sure. Except I think they have one that's like a, a, a standard. But anyway, uh, and they brew all over the place, like two roads in Connecticut. Colorado. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, uh yeah, like them and Evil Twin. That's always the interesting thing uh, that
1: contract. Oh, I love Evil there. Twin. Mm-hmm. They do so much good stuff. Them.
0: My favorite Evil Twin is the half and half lemonade iced tea I gave.
1: I have not had that. <laughs> that was that.
0: quite good. Oh, yeah. Weird
1: beer yeah. watch. And it was a collaboration ding, ding, ding.
0: with, uh, oh, I was a collab, but I can't remember who they collabed on it with. But anyway, I had that in Portland like a month ago. Nice.
1: My favorite Evil Twin was like a Mexican biscotti cake. Oh so yeah, then, I, they
0: had that on at um, No Anchor in Seattle last week Did they? I, I got it on tour It was early it was, <laughs> it was a little, I was like, it was, I was having breakfast and I was going to Hops and Props later that day So I'm like, I don't want to overdo myself on beer now by having this, this crazy Mexican biscotti cake scout. Know,
1: so good I mean,
0: I've had regular Westbrook Mexican cake, which is one of their signatures They're out of South Carolina um, Pretty amazing beer so, and you also nice. like the Mexican hot chocolate. It's I one do. Jocavista is sense. so yeah. good. Um, calling back to episode one. There nom, you go. nom, nice. nom.
1: Hey, good memory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, but a fantastic effort. Um, yeah, this is I would drink a
2: lot of these. Like the tartastic. This would be a, a good warm weather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beer. You could
0: definitely have. It's, few of them. it's springtime in March.
1: When well, it's so bright. Yeah. It's just such a bright flavor.
0: What am I having to... Hold on. I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something.
1: Wild thing. I just Whoa. thought of that, though. Oh, it turns so pretty. Look at the color.
0: <laughs> but, uh, for the listener at home, I've taken my uh, the last of my New Belgium Tartastic, and I've poured it into the Money Trees. Uh, I'm going to copy you. Session IPA. I'm just It turns to- a very nice pink. kind of looks like uh, UFO raspberry from Harpoon, <laughs> if you've had that beer.
1: Mine didn't turn that pretty pink. I didn't have enough of the raspberry left. <laughs>
0: That is delicious. <laughs> oh. Mm. I swear I'm it. not sick, so you can go for it's it. It's all good.
1: I like it. And actually, it takes back the carbonation a lot on that goze, too, because...
0: But I like... I kind of like how the salt mixes in with the raspberry vine Yeah. Kind of like, it's kind of it's like a, a combo. It's a margarita yeah, it's beer like a margarita. It's like a raspberry margarita beer <laughs> Screw your raspberry to Bud light Make this mixture I mean it'll cost you the same As like a $10 can At uh, your sporting event So
1: Why not
2: you know. Look at Alex over here Blending his own beers Blending beers
1: Brilliant. Doing it Actually it's pretty good I like it a lot
0: Ah We should talk. I've never had I mean I know I know of blenderies, But I've never actually Been to one so maybe we should research
2: that. There's a few yeah. breweries that uh, kind of focus, put a lot of their effort into blending.
0: Yeah, like, know, K, like Casey in uh, Colorado. I know they're a famous one.
2: Yeah, Ale in Oregon. Yep. I mean, yeah, they, have it there. There. they want. I want to get the right brewing and
0: blending.
1: Uh, yep. Have you guys seen the pub's secret beer menu?
0: Yes, I've done. I've done the one where it's all of them.
1: The Death Yard? I've
0: done the Death Yard. Ugh, how was it? Uh, it's not good.
1: I didn't think it would ever be good. <laughs>
0: but but I did it. <laughs> is that a mixture of a bunch it's of our beer? No, it's really a beer it, gravy. You, it's everything on you put it's everything on tap in one glass.
1: <laughs> I poured one you and I was like, Are you sure, sure you want that?
0: It's on the menu.
1: It is on the menu. My favorite is the the Reagan yeah, Rainbow. Yeah, you take
0: you take like your full pint and you're like it's you know, light one. rail, Irish death, of death, or whatever else.
1: Whatever's on tap. If there's a cider on tap, God help you. <laughs> so,
0: like, well, they, I asked, I, they asked if I wanted the cider or not. I did the cider because I'm like,
1: you're a crazy man. crazy man.
0: Which one were you about to mention?
1: Uh, the Reagan Rainbow was really good. I think it was the light rail and double rainbow. Okay. And it was super tasty. Yeah, that, I could see that. The third rail is also very popular for anybody who wants to try our secret menu.
0: <laughs> Ask for it by name.
1: <laughs> well, it's it's on the beer menu. It's just very small print. <laughs>
0: print. Read the fine print. All right. Well, anyway, speaking of blending beers on my own, uh, we want to talk a bit about at least Wes. Wes is driving the podcast today, which I like. Yeah. That's good. Uh, I think all three of us have home brewed.
1: I've, I've, I've done one batch. You've home
0: brewed. Wes is a brewer, so he's West, definitely home brewed. just guessing. brews all right. the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's right. for me, at least, you know, I'm not the best at having the right equipment, so I make a mess in my kitchen. I need to work on that. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. But, you know, of course, with technology and, and everything out there, um, there are machines now that will do it nice and tidy on your kitchen countertop, like a bread maker or a kitchen aid. And uh, Wes want to talk more about those and, and think about that. So
2: Yeah, there's a couple pretty well- Marketed companies with products out there right now. I think the link I sent you guys was mm. uh, Brewy. Yep. Right? The yeah. Oh, and they
1: mentioned the Pico Brew and too. The, yeah,
0: Pico Brew is a, a big one. one. Pico is so big that they're offering like the systems but at mm-hmm. a commercial level. Yeah, and they've uh, really extended <laughs> yeah. their product
2: line recently. Yeah. So I have mixed feelings about these, and I, I want to specify auto- automated homebrew systems is what. Right. We're talking yeah, about. where
0: basically you throw in a and pack and it
2: does all the work for you. Now they're cool and I can see like if you're someone's into all the smart home kind of stuff and the technology kind of things that it's kind of neat. But then there's also part of me where I feel like you're not I don't want to say you're not brewing but your, I mean, do you really? Are you learning anything about brewing by doing that? Yeah.
1: Right. Well, that's the thing. Like my first homebrew went completely south. It was not a good. I home still, brew.
0: I still have bottles of my not great one. I'll probably make an appearance next Monday.
1: Oh, I cannot wait.
0: nice. I don't.
1: I have uh, some homebrew that a friend of mine made in my fridge that's been in there for probably way too long. I can bring that on Monday if you want to do a nasty homebrew. It's just going to
0: get, Monday's just going to be crazy. <laughs> We're going to try to get some out on tape for you folks, but um, it'll be fun.
1: But anywho, so this automated homebrew thing, like the whole reason I want to homebrew is because I want to understand brewing, and I love brewing because it is kind of the mashup of art and science. You get to be really creative and, you know, build these different flavors and things like that. But then there's a ton of chemistry involved, and there's so much, you know that goes into it that you really need to pay attention to um and i feel like these automated systems are going to you know take that away it's like you're brewing beer the same way i brew coffee every day like mm-hmm. you just put the ingredients yeah. in like and the machine cure. it's a lot it. like a Keurig for yeah. Beer. yeah and so i don't i don't know about all that i think you know it's cool if if you just want to throw some stuff in a pot and call it a day it's like the easy mac for beer
2: So i'm I'm totally with you. And that's kind of what I was saying in the second half of my feelings about it. And I'm kind of curious, what is the draw of these products? You know, Uh, is it just so you can say, oh, this is a beer I made? Yeah. Because apart from that, what are you really benefiting from? to using one of those machines rather than just buying beer
1: right well and that's the thing like I think about my first homebrew experience and I was like I'm not going to share this beer with anybody because it's not good (laughs) and so I couldn't you know I I botched it and I you know I I drank a couple of them and I think I gave one to my roommate and I was like I'm sorry about that you don't have to drink it it's just here um it might be beer maybe mark. uh but you know i didn't have anything i could go out and be like hey i did a homebrew check it out and so i think you know if people don't have the time to learn about the process and to learn about the science behind it this could be really an attractive option for them because all they've got to do is push the right button you know yeah. to the right things in the, in the pot
2: my other one of my other worries is that uh, back to kind of how we were talking about, you don't really learn anything by doing using one of those, or I, I will say you don't learn as much at least, uh, is that until recently, pretty much anyone that was a professional brewer had originally been a home brewer. And you learned to brew by being a home brewer, and then uh, if you decided to go for it, you became a commercial brewer either started your own brewery or got hired on at a brewery and worked there as a brewer. Now, if you're just using one of these automated systems and you don't really learn the process and what's going on and how it all works, you remove that skill that you gain from the home brewing process. And even though there's uh, a great influx of educational programs and things like that for the brewing industry and there's plenty of people starting to come into the industry that weren't necessarily started as, start as home brewers, but just went and got their education and started brewing commercially uh, I don't think that means that people who started as home brewers and then decided to become brewers is going away I still see that as a valuable part of the industry and I give those people a lot of credit because that that's just making it happen on your own and if with these automated systems uh,
0: you don't really gain that skill like I said so you, well yeah I mean it's like great I have a packet of ingredients and throw it in a hopper I have beer but I think like part of the fun of part of the fun of home brewing is making mistakes, or you know changing the recipe, or ordering your own hot packets and malts, and and really getting kind of messy with it. You're kind of taking that that level out that out of the equation, and it's kind of like well what like great I brewed a perfect batch of somebody else's beer yeah, you know yeah. at home um, you know which you know in the article the Brewery plus allows you to kind of make tweaks like that but like the pico system it's like you just ordered Mm -hmm. i ordered a packet from new belgium of fat tire great i'm brewing my own fat tire but like i'm not i didn't get the life lesson of you know oh i didn't i didn't get the temperature hot enough or i didn't get you know i didn't pitch the yeast at the right time you know Mm -hmm. so i think you kind of you kind of there's a lot to be lost in in this uh, in automated home, home brewing.
1: well and i've seen it even taken a step further um with hopsy i don't know if you guys have seen that at all but they have a system called the sub which is basically um a tiny kegerator that you can keep on your on your kitchen counter next to your coffee pot and they'll mail you you can order um little tiny mini kegs and each of those is like i want to say a 32 ounce growler worth of beer like
0: a Ion- like i Ion- like
1: Ion- okay. uh-huh and you just like and they're all like craft beer from, mostly from california because that's where they're they're based um And you just hook it up to this and then you've just got craft beer on draft on your kitchen counter. And I'm like, that's actually kind of cool. It's like a mini kegerator. (laughs) It's like, you know, if we make craft beer this like at-home convenience that you can just set next to your coffee pot, what's that going to do to brew pubs? What's that going to do to, you know, tasting rooms and things like that if people can just stay home and drink, you know, their favorite local brew next
0: to your coffee pot? (laughs) It probably depends on the person. You know, I think if I was... There are people out there, you know. For us, you know, at least Irish Death, all they drink is Irish Death. Mm-hmm. When I don't serve Irish Death at the event, they get mildly irritated.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you I know? worked uh, jazz so, in the
1: valley with no Irish Death. You know, if I could get a,
0: wow. a mini, it's rough. <laughs> if I can get a mini keg of Irish Death delivered to my door every day <laughs> on draft, and I was that person, I'd you know I'd be I'd be happy. I probably wouldn't come to the pub. Iron Ironworks would still be okay because we're still making Distributing it, it. Yeah. You know, it might be different if it was a Pico pack, but we'd still get money on the royalties of the Pico pack. So right. Like, from a, from a brewery standpoint, it doesn't. It's not as large an impact, but.
2: And I don't want know. to sound like an alarmist. I don't think traditional home <laughs> brewing's going anywhere. Oh no,
0: and People I don't think do these it.
2: automated systems are taking over the industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's no. Bad. it's just interesting, and I'm yeah. not even saying. They're bad, and I'm totally against no, 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 them no, no,
0: no. or anything like that. It's just kind of th- throwing some thoughts out there on the top. I mean, have it. you seen the Pico Z and, and seen how they've scaled that up to commercial levels? Yeah, the, I've lo- I've know. read about it a little bit. Uh, I mean, do you think that that's a good idea in, in regards to that, or you know, would it make it easier for, for you guys out there on the on the brew floor? Or? Well, I mean. We have Browcon, and right. that's a pretty automated
2: system yeah. already. I mean, there's a, a lot you have to do and a lot going on, but um, you know, I I don't I can't say I have would have a great opinion on that because I haven't actually seen one in person. Okay. Looked it how it functions, I just, you know. so I don't want to say yay yeah, or nay on that. It's, it's just funny because I see it and I'm just picturing
0: it. I'm just picturing like. Like a server farm, but it's just it's Pico <laughs> Z's <laughs> side by side.
2: Okay, brew our lager. Yep. Brew our IPA. Yep. Boop. <laughs> <It's> the future. <laughs> uh, another issue at this point that I have with them is price. Because a lot yeah. of these expensive. systems are coming in at least above $1,000, and plenty of them are coming in closer to $2,000. Right, yeah. So, at that point, you can buy a pretty damn nice homebrew system. With Epic some homebrew sweet system. With yeah. equipment, and you can be doing some cool stuff yeah. instead of buying one of these automated machines. Yeah. Now, maybe in part, that's simply because, like, all new technologies, it starts out expensive, and over time, it decreases in price. But with, like I said, comparing to what you could... Buy for that kind of money with other home equipment, and just the fact that it seems like a lot of people buying these systems would probably be people that haven't been homebrewers yet. So that's a pretty prohibitive price for most people. I mean, you're only selling to people that have one or two thousand dollars to throw around on this little
0: automated system, and so. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm not. I'm going to stereotype here, just just because I used to be in that sector, but. You know, <laughs> the people blood picture he picked buying a Pico Brewer or Brewery Plus, you know, or the people who you know, live in Seattle, live in South Lake Union. They work at Amazon. They set their pico when they leave in the morning. They come home to fresh Set it alongside beer. their they, they, have that, they have that money to spare.
2: They tell everyone just, at work, "Hey, on over that.
0: after work? I'm brewing some beer." You know, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> totally stereotyping. <laughs> <laughs> feel free to send all hate mail the podcast at oursbrew. <laughs> but uh, I mean, so, that's what I'm picking, picturing. So, so
2: I just feel like, you know. For a large chunk of people that, at this point with traditional homebrewing, could get really enthralled, interested in the whole thing, and start with just some basic kitchenware and a couple ingredients, and uh, start homebrewing it pretty cheap.
0: Yeah, this I mean that's is what not I did. An I, option. You know, I was I'm at, not say this bad thing. I mean, this is how I did homebrewing. I went to World Market, and they're like afternoon weed ale kit from Brooklyn Brewery Shop, $20, you know, and it came with a glass jug and everything you needed, and I just needed some pots and pans, you know, mm-hmm. and just throw it together. I needed a second pot. That's where my problem came in, but, you know, I made it work <laughs> enough to <laughs> brew something resembling beer, but... Yeah. And also the siphon, the siphon part, right? Where where si- that's
1: where I that's ruined mine, part. too. That's, I ruined mine because yeah, I could not no. figure out my siphon, so I just yeah, dumped it, it into you? the fermenter. And, like, the thing wasn't like working, a so dangerous. I was just like... Pfft- Oh, never suck the siphon. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway. anyway, yeah, you. So you can start homebrewing for pretty cheap,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: anyone out there listening that has thought about homebrewing and hasn't, I would say uh, you have most of what you need in your kitchen, mm-hmm. and you only have to get a couple of ingredients and maybe one or two things to help make the process simpler. Yeah. But you can start for. Easily less than a hundred dollars. I'd say look, fifty or less. Yeah,
1: I bought a, my homebrew kit on Northern Brewers for probably about—I think it was on sale—but it was like seventy bucks, and it came with Carboy, it came with um, everything except the kettle, basically. Mm-hmm. And I—I I just bought a giant soup pot, yeah. <laughs> and, and that was like five bucks on yeah. Amazon, and they delivered it to my house. I didn't awesome. have to go to the store. <laughs>
0: yeah, no. Um, have you guys ever seen the show Brew Dogs? No uh, clips. Okay, it's actually a really fun show. I actually really enjoyed it. But you know, when you see them brewing beers in like the weirdest of places, you know, it, it really emphasizes how kind of anybody, anybody can do it. If they can do it on a friggin zip zipline, <laughs> you can do it in your in your kitchen, you know. Or, or the one in Brooklyn where they brewed it, where they like started on the top floor of an apartment building, like finished it in the basement.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Weird. It was
0: pretty wild. Anyway, it's good. It was a great show. I don't, really, I don't think it's still on. It was on the Esquire Network.
1: So um, I can't find it on the Netflix.
0: Uh, I don't think it's on Netflix. yeah uh, I'll see if it's out there. Uh, but anyway, that was the one with Brewdog, right, or, Brew Dog. Right, Yeah, it was the Scotland. guys from Brew Dog. They would come to America and brew beer. There was another
2: one that uh, Sam Cagneyon from uh, Yeah, uh, Doctor did Doc and... for a while. What was that called?
0: I don't know. I didn't know he had a TV show. Yeah, I, I can't remember what it's called, but that was a thing for a while, too. Nice. Well, any of them are better than Beerland. Um, <laughs> you mentioned that before. <laughs> awesome. I don't really care we, for that television program. <laughs> we,
1: we just got to stay away from Viceland is what I'm hearing.
0: No, Viceland is a great network. <laughs> Beerland is the only bad show on that okay. network. It's the only one. <laughs> and the show itself is actually, with the right person, would be a great show. It's just they, they you know, they... It's sponsored by Golden Road and hosted by Meg Gill of Golden Road. Oh, and she I remember you talking. She does not about have the greatest this. personality for television. Let me just put that Okay. She could not be less excited, I think, about <laughs> meeting all these homebrewers. So. Yeah, that's too bad.
1: Bummer for the homebrewers.
0: Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry out there, but that's just my two cents. But I don't know her in person. I just know her TV personality. She may be fantastic in person. Maybe I'll have to ask.
1: Maybe she's camera shy.
0: Maybe I'll have to ask <laughs> people that won't be named at this time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh anyway uh do you guys want to try one more beer i'm down we don't really have another topic but we can is that a real it. question or are you just yeah. joking uh that's a real question <laughs> all right yeah. so we'll take another break we'll pour our next beer and then we'll just raffle about something you are listening right here on life buying a beer a podcast by iron horse brewery stay tuned Hey, this is Alex Life Behind Beer, and uh, we got a fun event coming up. You know, you listen to us. We try all kinds of fun beers from all over the place right here on the podcast. But you know where the ultimate place to try lots of fun beers is? Eastern Washington Brewfest. That's right. Right here in Ellensburg, we bring tons of breweries from all over eastern Washington, and you can try them all in one place, and uh, it's going to be a good time. And it's going to be happening May 18th, 2018. It's a Friday night. You should come out of town, make your plans, book your hotels, get your Uber drivers ready, and uh, come have some fun with us. You can follow us. On social media, Iron Horse Beer on Twitter, or check us out on Facebook, Iron Horse Brewery. And uh, you will have more deeds soon. You can also check it out at Eastern Washington Brewfest.com. We'll have more details for you soon. But mark it on your calendars. May 18th, Eastern Washington Brewfest, Ellensburg, Washington. It's gonna be a great time. All right, welcome back, Life Mind Beer. Alex Sabrina West, hanging out with you whenever we get this out to you in the public. So, sometime. Sometime in mid March. Eventually. Yeah, we're just uh, banking some episodes right now. Uh, so we don't have more topics, but we got a third beer, so we figured we might as well go for it. Uh, we're drinking Ill-tempered Gnome. It's a winter ale from Oakshire Brewing, Eugene, Oregon. Yeah. It's a gift to me by uh, one of our fellow employees, Ross, he who's down there in Oregon. Decided so to bring it back. He was on the podcast, right? He was. Mm-hmm. He was episode two. I we think had that's a our most episode. listened that's our most listened episode so nice. Wow. Oh us. Yes. People love to know of the behind the scenes stuff, so there's that. Maybe also putting his name on it. I don't know. But you never know. Could be. Doesn't know how these things work. We're trying it out. But anyway. Love that nose on it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a little nutty. Like, yeah.
2: Uh like a hint of cinnamon almost. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it changes, though, because when I first smelled it, I was like, oh, caramel. And then I was like, chocolate. But, yeah, now I'm getting all kinds of weird spices and good stuff.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a like a weird, like, stout brown crossover thing in my mouth. A little bit. I don't know if that's, it's that's how I feel about it.
2: Winter warmers are nice. Sometimes they can be overspiced if breweries decide to add spices go crazy on it Uh, but this is a pretty balanced example it's relatively dry and has a moderately low but present amount of bitterness on the back end you get that on the finish at all a little bit of bitterness Mm -hmm. yeah and it's kind of a nice uh counterpart to the uh, dry cocoa flavors that are there as well
0: quite, quite pleasant yeah, 6.8% alcohol by volume 65 for the IBU this is interesting this american brown ale is a poke share original dark balls combined with the resinous hops in the winter ale to soothe your ill-tempered no bottom description I like reading those <laughs>
1: <laughs> they can be pretty funny.
0: So, yeah, there's that brown kind of stout crossover that I was feeling yeah. It's good to see a brown out there. Don't see that much of that right
1: now. But. Oh, you guys should pop on over to the Whipsaw. They just tapped uh, the Tree Hugger Cherry Brown Ale. Oh. It's my favorite. Right. Oh, I love that beer.
2: I was uh, hanging out with a few people the other night, and Greg, one of the brewers over there, popped in. He brought a keg, uh, not a keg a growler of that and uh yeah it's this batch is a little different than the last mm-hmm. batch I think that I had it's not
1: as sweet I as actually like
2: one. I kind of like it a little more this way I think it's has a hint of sweetness and the cherry is super
0: aromatic
1: it's like, so good
0: oh, you making me just want to drive over there for <laughs> well I mean oh they're open today they brew I'm, on Mondays right oh uh, I think I they're I open, think they're, on open. they're open now Mondays, yeah. I think
1: they don't have the red pickle on Mondays though because oh, I was thinking fun. to go in there for dinner but I don't <laughs> think Mario's over there right now yeah I haven't been there in a while I've been yeah, spending a lot of so time wrong. over there sure. I joined their mug club
0: okay. so <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> I thought about it
1: it's good Good. Well, the benefits don't start till April, but I'm starting to get myself into the habit of spending time there, so there I can go. make yeah. the most of my mug club <laughs> <laughs> Nice.
0: Nothing wrong with that. It's always good to have more options in town. Yeah. yeah. Well, I shout just shout out to Whipsaw. So. Yeah, they're good. Good, good people.
1: They yeah. are good people. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Mm. Yeah, I need to get out in the area more, and you know.
1: I just go home. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's easy to do that this time of year. It's cold exactly. and yucky. It's cold. I don't want to
0: be out there. We're kind of
1: dark out. I like...
0: take care of my dog.
1: Just... Yeah. Well, I can take my
0: dog to Whipso. You can bring
1: your dog to the Whipso. Uh,
0: yeah. It's right next to the dog park. So that might be, in, uh, might be happening today. So
1: see. beers after this.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Also, that dog thing was totally another throwback to episode
0: one because we talked about dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just cyclical here. And, uh, life behind beer—that's how that works. <laughs> well, I think we don't have any other topics today. If you guys have anything else you want to throw out there, uh, send more questions in Did yeah we're not getting any questions and weird beers well we, we recorded the last one on Friday and today's Monday so okay. nobody really no had time questions. to so but yeah if you want to know more from us hear us talk about anything and I mean anything uh, hit us up on email yeah. podcast or on twitter at ironhorsebeer uh, just check in on the better know the brewery thread and uh yeah. We might ask you on Reddit, too. We'll see. We'll get out there. Um, but anyway. Alex can yeah, tell us more good. about his uh, King stand. <laughs> that's all I got. That's the King stand for America. What else? There's not much more to say. <laughs> There's no more stories out well, there, Well, I mean. Highlight of the episode. So here's kind of the epilogue of that. You know, I'll give you that. I was at a bar called Cappy's Cafe in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, living at the time. My favorite bar. I used to host trivia there. And we're sitting at the bar with my friend Ben. And uh, news comes over the wire, of course. In the U.S., Okay, I finally killed Osama Bin Laden so we shotgun PBRs in the alley <laughs> there you go you were
1: the most patriotic beer drinker
0: moment. yeah <laughs> it just felt like the right thing to do so <laughs> we got, got PBR tall boys took them out of the bar shotgun them in the alley thank god Pittsburgh police was not hanging around the yeah alley I was the gonna time. say I bet your
1: favorite bar did not super appreciate that
0: <laughs> I knew the owner he was, he was actually bar- I think he was bartending that night it was fine <laughs> it's, it's Pittsburgh yeah Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh's a very interesting town. I love it much. I much love Pittsburgh. Uh, great, great time there. Uh, so that's the epilogue. There you go. Keg stand for America. Shotgunning beers in honor of... For the, America. The, for America <laughs> defeating Bin Laden.
2: Alex, um, the image of patriotism and class.
1: <laughs> yes. Especially class. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Beer drinking for America. <laughs> Maybe we'll have an image. We'll have an image on the on, when we get our website podcast up. It'll just be me chugging <laughs> beer. For an American,
1: American flag.
0: I'm flag. <laughs> <laughs> we'll shotgunning a beer. For American flag. Oh my gosh! Hey, I,
1: like, the I video, want to be invited. To have that you seen the sheet?
0: video of Saturday for the boys, where the guy the guy shotguns a keg?
1: How do you shotgun a keg?
0: <laughs> so the so the video starts like he's <laughs> like Saturdays are for the boys, and they like stat- he's shotguns a beer. And then the next one, like, somebody tosses it and he, like, catches it on his knife and then, like, (laughs) shotguns it. And then the last bit, he's like, he's like, he's like, Saturdays are for the boys. And he sets down this six barrel on like a table and takes like a pickaxe and just jacks a hole in it and then holds it up and just starts chugging beer.
1: Savage. Yeah,
0: I, I like the first time I saw it, I was like, no way. This guy is going to kill himself live on camera. Like, there's no way he's just going to pierce this keg and be okay. But
1: did he die though?
0: No, he was fine. He drank the beer like a champ. You gotta see the video Anyway So um, So me and that guy It's me and that guy Yeah yeah. We need to get you two On the podcast Hey
1: Whoever you are Come on our podcast
0: (laughs) (laughs) That guy
2: has a name I forgot We'll (laughs) We'll have uh, him and Alex Do a keg stand challenge
0: Yes
1: (laughs) That guy would kick That crap out of
0: me now I'm I'm not
1: I'm not 19
0: anymore Okay
1: I still wanna see it
0: (laughs) Maybe next Cousin Fest Yes.
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Amy know about yeah. that
0: <laughs> She's not going to improve <laughs> Alright, I think that's enough for us today We've got a little long, but it's okay uh, So, thank you once again for tuning in You can find out more about what we talked about uh, On our page, uh, we'll get it going I think it's going to be life-by-beer.com. Uh If not, ironhorsebrewery.com We'll figure it out We'll have that up and running soon. We'll have notes from all our shows. But the most important thing you can do to help us out is you can subscribe to us either on uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever else you're listening to us. And uh, be sure to rate and review us. Give us those five stars if you like what you're hearing. Even one review can help us pick up heat and get more people in on the fun, which is the most important part. So anyway, thank you so much, so much for listening to us. And uh, we'll be right back here next week with another episode of Life Behind Beer. we got to get back to drinking. <laughs>